What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up, brother? Johnny King. I wouldn't consider myself a movie buff by any means, but I love movies for sure. Uh, And I remember when they were thinking like with Netflix and everything else that, you know, would would movie theaters go away? Uh, But there's something about, of course, the experience of being in a movie theater that's, I don't know if that'll ever be replaced. Um, No matter, well, and it's also just being together with people, being just energetically tied with people who are in the same room experiencing some, you know, a, a movie. And I saw a, uh, I saw the, the, what do you call it? The trailer. There it is. Theatrical trailer is what came to my mind. I don't know why I thought that, uh, for the next Matrix, Matrix 4. <clears throat> and honestly, I'm a little undecided. Uh, on whether or not it looks, I mean, it looks good, but it almost looks like it's a John Wick type movie. Um, but it got me thinking, I I own the original Matrix because I love it. The next two uh, Matrix movies were not so great in my humble opinion. It looks like this fourth one kind of just plays off of the scenes and success of the first one. So we'll see if it's any good. But it got me thinking about the Matrix and why I, you know, there's certain movies such as The Matrix or the first Batman uh, with Christian Bale and uh, Gladiator and 300 and so many other movies. But I love, I love the experience of the story where uh, probably because (laughs) I'm living it in my own everyday life where, uh, where someone doesn't believe in themselves. Everyone else believes in him right? And yet he's kind of the last one to take ownership of his experience, but then he turns out to be, you know, an amazing superhero. And so, uh, the Matrix, when it came out, man, it was, it was mind-blowing, but I've, I've watched it recently, and it's still so good, like 20 years later, right? Or 20, more than 20 years. When did it come out? 99, maybe? Um, but anyways, that's besides the point. And so why I bring that up is because I love how Neo, uh, you know, Keanu Reeves at the end of, of that very first movie, is able to eventually see the Matrix. He's able to see and, and have dominion over everything that's going on in the Matrix. He actually is able to kind of like jump into the Matrix, right? Now, why I bring that up is because I felt like my first experience at a live Tony Robbins event I felt like uh, I was getting a glimpse, not so much that I was able to see the Matrix per se. Well, maybe, but but I was like, oh, this is this is the key. Um, this is like Tony Robbins has literally hacked uh, life, 
<laughs> hacked the game of life such that you could win by just understanding uh, several like simple pr uh, premises, right? And one of the, the first ones that he explains in the first day of Unleash the Power Within, his like three and a half day program, which I highly recommend if you haven't experienced it. Um, and and if, I, if I had to choose between going live or doing a virtual like he's been doing during the pandemic, uh, definitely go live if you can. Anyways, he talks about the six human needs. And I know I've talked about this uh, in, in, you know, episodes past. However, it, uh, it stands to be just continually reiterated because of the power that this has. And what it is, is the six human needs allows you to kind of understand why you, why me, why anyone in this world does what they do. Okay. Now, most recently we had uh, September 11th. And the question, you know, I think at the very, when, when it happened was like, why would anyone, why would anyone hijack a plane or groups of men, obviously, and commit suicide in order to <laughs> topple buildings, kill thousands of Americans, Westerners, right? And so without going into that debate, because that's a whole different podcast episode, you have to look at these six human needs. Uh, because we, again, whether it's us in this moment, or all the people between us and <laughs> the beginning of, you know, human life, and between us moving forward, let's say for another two or three, five, ten thousand years, our needs will never change. That's what's fascinating to me. Technology will change. We will evolve in many different ways. But our emotional needs will never change. And so why I feel like this is so important is because in working with so many men, and women for that matter, um, it got me thinking because literally I actually was meeting with one of my female clients uh, earlier today, which is what got me thinking about the, the importance of this. Because she and I have spent a lot of time focusing on um, creating well, just wins, creating uh, movement in her life, creating processes, uh, being able to distill life down to what's most important, being able to delegate all these other things in order to create enough open bandwidth for her to then begin uh, handling some of these deeper not, not handling, uh, just having time to be able to dig in deeper to some of these, uh, yeah, deep, deeper rooted topics. Because if, if we, if we jump right into some heavy stuff and someone is in a moment of, or not in a moment, but living a current lifestyle of, uh, of overwhelm and stress and everything else, then they're going to be a lot less, um, I guess, aware or, uh, what's the word, having the ability to, to receive and implement some of these, some of these ideas, right? So for a couple months, we've, we've created, uh, greater systems. And so her, her life, although yes, still stressed in different ways, she's been able to create more time for her, right? So we start jumping into the six human needs. And if you've never heard of the six human needs, here they are, okay? The first need is for certainty, aka stability, comfort, 
predictability, um, that sort of thing. The second need uh, is kind of <laughs> uh, paradoxical to it, and it's the need for uncertainty. And that would be for variety or excitement and adventure and uh, surprise, right? Third need. Third need is for love and connection. And uh, that's kind of self-explanatory. The fourth need is the need for significance. We all have the need to uh, feel of worth, to be special and unique, uh, validated, seen. Fifth need uh, is the need for growth. Because if we're not actually growing and making progress in life, then oftentimes we're going in the opposite direction. We're dying. Lastly, the need for contribution. We all have an innate desire to contribute to something far greater than ourselves. Okay. So it was interesting as we were talking about those, the, the six human needs and how if she can really look at how she is currently fulfilling her needs for certainty. I told her to go through her life uh, as it has been over the last several weeks, even after the last couple of months, and look at how does she typically go and find certainty. Okay, If you're massively stressed, how do you go about finding certainty? For me, a lot of times when I feel stressed, I go back to creating a plan. I go back to writing things down, getting, uh, I, I, I need to be able to see like a checklist. I need to go back to understanding my, my deeper reason for why I'm doing anything. I've got my whiteboard here in my bedroom and I will look at kind of the 30,000 foot view of my life. Uh, and this is what I do with clients, male and female is get to very clear about like what are the big, big blocks, right? And then once you have all the big blocks, you can obviously drill down into the smaller uh, actionable items. But a lot of times we feel overwhelmed because we're not clear on what all needs to get done and what our outcomes are uh, for the long term. And thus we spend a lot of time wasting time, I should say, spinning our wheels. <clears throat> okay. So then I asked her, what's a good way that she, when she gets bored, What's a way that she finds herself um, feeling her need for variety or excitement, you know? And so as we're all talking about this, it got me thinking. Now, I've been in, you know, gosh, what, I'm now 42 years old. I've been in a lot of relationships over the years. And in one of my recent, I'm sorry, in one of my uh, past well, obviously, it wouldn't be my future relationships. In one of my past relationships, um, I was having a conversation with her, and I was like, you know, we were talking about the six human needs, and I was like, you know what? I need to be honest. I don't feel like I am bringing out the best in you. I don't feel like I'm doing a good job of supporting you in your needs. And uh, I was like, what well, if you're open to this, why don't we do something? She's like, okay. I was like, how about I will we'll go uh, need by need through the six human needs. And by the way, I suggest you do this. <laughs> Whether you're in a relationship or not, uh, think about the most maybe the most important or most uh, impactful relationship that you've had. Again, whether you're in it right now or not, you do this exercise, okay? And so I, I sat down with her and I said, okay, I want to, and this is kind of like, you know, you got to be really, really honest and not allow your ego to come into play. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be very quickly humbled. And so I was like, I, wanna, I want to go through the six human needs and I want to rank 
how I feel I am um, supporting or, or, or providing those needs to you on a scale of, you know, one to ten. One being the lowest, ten being fulfilling it in all ways, okay? So certainty. How certain do I feel like uh, I'm helping her feel? How confident, how secure, how safe does she feel in the relationship with me, right? And at the time, you know, we were we were struggling. Um, and I was like, I think I'm not giving you very much certainty. I'd say maybe a three or a four. And I asked her not to kind of give me any like head nods or anything. And I said, okay, uncertainty, like variety, excitement, romance, humor. Um, that's typically an area that, that, uh, I do better at just because I don't like to be bored. And so I said, I think I am providing, um, like at a level seven, which is just like borderline. I think eight or anything better, um, is is, you're doing a good job. Seven or lower. There's definitely a lot of room for improvement. And then I said, uh, love and connection. How much love, uh, are you getting from me? How much connection are you getting with, from me? And I said, honestly, I bet you I'm providing, mm, I'm providing the love and connection on a level six. She's like, okay. And I said, now, as we're talking about significance, how seen do you feel? How significant, how special, how honored and cherished and believed in uh, do you feel? I'd say, I bet you I'm making you feel, or at least I'm, I'm showing up in that way. I bet you like a four. And then growth. <laughs> I said, how much am I really helping provoke you in growing? Now, that is an area that's extremely high. It's extremely high value of mine. I said, uh, because that's definitely one area that I, that maybe to, uh, I don't know, I, I would push her in different areas um, of growth. I said uh, like a seven or an eight. And then contribution. How much am I contributing to her life? And I actually felt like I <laughs> I, I was doing a lot, you know. Um, I was there to, you know, support her family members or be over her house when she needed me to or I was fixing things around the house. I was uh, coming up with date nights and paying for uh, traveling or, um, like, yeah, just doing a bunch of things. I was like, I, I think I'm contributing in some ways, at least in that way at like a nine. But if I'm talking about contributing on a soul intimacy level, it'd be even lower. It'd be like a six or a four. And I asked her, I'm like, how'd I do? She's like, <laughs> spot on Pre- pretty much. You know, I think I would have rated them very, very close, if not exactly the same way. I was like, okay, well, that's good. It's good that I have a, a, a read on how well I'm actually doing. Because sometimes, as guys, we might think we're doing better than we actually are. And women are kind of quietly, uh, you know, suffocating or uh, starving. Uh, maybe we're too much or maybe we're not doing enough. Um, but then also sometimes I would say that there are times when maybe we're we're underestimating all the good that we are doing. So then we flipped the script and I said, okay, your turn. 
<laughs> and she went through the six human needs and she was pretty much spot on. I was like, hmm. So this was, was very much like a, as they call it, a come to Jesus moment. I was like, we are both probably on average support or, or providing each other, uh, our, each other's needs on like a, f- a level of like five to six, which is a very dangerous place to be because it's typically enough to keep you believing in a relationship, but it's not enough to actually feel like you're progressing. You know, because if you were a four, a five, four, three, then it's like, you know what, let's just call a spade a spade. This isn't enough, you know. And so it was really, really difficult. We ended up breaking up, but it, I didn't want to break up. <laughs> That's the funny thing. There was so much potential there. But when it really came down to brass tacks, neither one of us were really doing a good job of providing, uh, you know, the, the needs that a partner is needing to support, right? Because no one's going to leave a partner when they feel totally certain of their love. They have a ton of variety and romance and excitement. They feel totally seen. They're, they're validated. They're honored and they're cherished at a high level. They're loved and connected with on a consistent basis. They're present. They feel like they're growing as a huge, uh, you know, contribution to their life because they've got their person in their life and they feel like uh, they're, they're being contributed to in a major, major way because of their significant other, right? No one's going to leave <laughs> in those situations. People only leave or look outside of a relationship when their needs aren't being met, right? And it's no different whether we're talking about a romantic relationship or a platonic relationship. The friendships that I've had that I've grown away from or the jobs I've had where I've wanted to ultimately move on, uh, I outgrew because I wasn't growing. I wasn't getting my needs met. And so if you think, you know, whether you're <laughs> an employer or you're a significant other of someone, if you think, um, you know, a man or a woman's needs uh, is, let's say, solely monetary, you know, they're working a job and they just, you just think, okay, well, I just need to give them a, a, a promotion and then they'll stay. That's not the case. And I think that we're learning that more and more as we, you know, as, as generations are coming up, the, the need for financial security certainly is one thing, but uh, a company culture that, that is focusing on fulfilling the needs, all these six human needs of their employees uh, makes for an amazing, uh, enriching business culture. And again, it's no different in a, uh, in a romantic relationship. But then you can look at how are you providing, you know, for your children's needs? Or even most importantly, how are you interdependent from anyone else getting your needs met? Okay? Because if we're codependent and we're looking for our significant other or someone else to fulfill our needs, then, then we're giving away our power to stay in integrity with our own responsibility to, to live our best lives. And so I think that's one of those things that, that uh, I would highly recommend that you start with first and foremost is look at how do you go about fulfilling your needs? Because the interesting thing is when it comes to these needs, you can fulfill them in constructive, neutral, or destructive ways, okay? And the gray area is like, okay, if I were to ask you, 
um, would you would you would you assume that exercise, going to the gym, let's say for an hour each day, would you say that's constructive, neutral, or destructive? You'd probably say that it's constructive, right? Well, I would agree with you. However, <laughs> back in the day, in a previous relationship, in the past, not in the future, <laughs> uh, I would come home from a long business trip and I would already feel a, a sense of pressure. I would feel a, uh, uh, a, an energy of neediness coming from her, right? Which would kind of repel me, right? And if you've ever read the book, um, oh gosh, Attachment Styles, Attached, talks about anxious or avoidant. Uh, at the time, my significant other it was very anxious. I was very avoidant. So what did I do? As much as I missed her and I loved her and I wanted to see her, that uh, neediness pushed me away. I'd come home and immediately go right back out the door to go to the gym. And the gym in that instance, although yes, constructive for let's say my physical health and my mental health to a degree, it was massively destructive as it relates to my, my, the longevity of my relationship. You know what I mean? So coming home, watching ESPN, cracking a beer, like some of those things may not be all that uh, destructive, but it might be uh, if your significant other deeply needs you, you know, and needs help and you're coping or, or, you know, avoiding responsibilities of being a man by numbing out through beer, alcohol, or video games, or Netflix, or ESPN. You know what I mean? So you can get into the nuances of how various activities that we all perform are either constructive, destructive, or neutral. But it also kind of depends on the scenario in which you find those needs being met. Okay, so that's maybe uh, the six human needs 202. But for right now, I highly, highly recommend and challenge you to sit down and just focus on how do you go about creating certainty. Okay, for me, it's I, uh, you know, I do work out. I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Another huge area that I use to create certainty and stability uh, and safety in my life is through my, again, through my health, not only through working out, but through my nutrition. If I'm hanging out or I'm going out too often and I'm eating crap food, then I start to feel crappy, then I start to falling out uh, of my routines, I start to feel sluggish or I start to feel like I'm putting on weight that triggers me because of my upbringing <clears throat> with my parents both being overweight, my mom passing away, me not uh, feeling like I had any like connection um, with my parents when they were overweight when I was growing up. That hugely triggers me. So a big part of my uh, consistency when it comes to my health and my nutrition and my supplementation and my cardio and my mobility work and everything else all comes down to that's where I create uh, areas of, of greatest certainty and stability, okay? 
And I would say ultimately, although it can sometimes, the pendulum can be a little too obsessive, but for the most part, I feel like that's a good, a good place to, to find my certainty. Where a lot of men would find their certainty and stability in making money. That's also a place where they find a great need uh, for significance, that they are worthy because of the car they drive, the area that they, you know, the, they live in, the city they live in, the job that they have, the title that they have, the education that they have. You know, I have so many people that I've gone to school with who put such a huge emphasis on how many letters they have behind their name. And yet when it comes to actually having the balls to take risks to go out and, and do things, they're extremely cowardly. Even though they have plenty enough education, they don't put it to good use because they still feel insecure. Because they were thinking that with more and more education that that would make them feel good enough. But uh, if anything, all they did was kick the can down the road for them to <laughs> have to pick it up and deal with it then or kick it down even further, right? And so that's what I want you to do is sit down with the six human needs, okay? Just in review, certainty, uncertainty, love and connection, significance, growth, and contribution and and begin writing out how are you going about your day every single day fulfilling each of those and don't worry about categorizing them as constructive or destructive or neutral just let it flow and there's no right or wrong but if you'd like to run this by me uh, I'm more than happy to kind of give you a free audit if you will because where these things begin to come into conflict with each other is oftentimes where we find ourselves procrastinating or self-sabotaging. And it's, it's a lot easier for me to see those conflicts on paper with other people than it is for me to see them in myself, right? So that's why I feel coaching is so valuable and why I always have a coach is because I can't see my own blind spots. I can't see my own patterns of behavior. Well, I can, but it's, it's so much more challenging to be able to step away um, without all the emotional and ener energetic ties, if you will, to certain stories and beliefs than for, for when I don't have those connections and I can look at a black and white <laughs> piece of paper of, of someone who's done their own work. So if that's not clear or you need uh, a little help, I'm more than happy to even send you a little Google, Google Doc uh, worksheet that you can write out and I'm like I said happy to, to help in any way that I can so shoot me an email podcast at johnnyking.com if you'd like to have any of that info and uh, or shoot me a DM on any of the socials and hopefully this has been of value we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you soon enjoy the rest of your day take care that's it for this one and I want to thank you for listening Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, 
and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.